Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Content of stories is purely fiction and not intended to be used for anything but enjoyment for those who enjoy these topics and situations. If you don't agree with the themes and the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. High School Hottie by Illikithoth6308 Glenda.to this day. The mere mention of that name brings back images of a tall, straight-haired brunette goddess.it was high school, senior year. I had turned 18 during the summer. Glenda had transferred in the previous year when her family relocated, and immediately the gossip started. It was true that she had failed a grade somewhere along the way, and she was a year older than I. Some of the guys said they called her fed sex at her last school, as in when you absolutely, positively need to hit that overnight, paraphrasing the ads for the shipping company. Some of the girls called her Glendi, referencing her dimensional similarity to a certain child's doll. You see, she was tall, as I mentioned before, with an impossibly narrow waist, tight-ass cheeks, and lung legs, made longer by her trademark six-inch heels. The real impossibility about Glenda was not her waist, though. It was the twin volleyballs moored to her chest, which, despite the fact that she was as likely to be sans bras with one, rode proudly sag-free. All of that led to her other nickname, bestowed by other girls who weren't so fortunate, Zero G Glenda. Generally speaking, the only contact I had, or could hope to have with Glenda, was limited to a nod passing in the hallway, or maybe a chastising look if I got caught leering at her a little too long. She seemed out of my reach.in French class, however, generalement pas applicable. The alphabet ruled the seating plan in Miss Vetonia's French class, and alphabetical proximity put her right in front of me, every day, for forty-five minutes which is how we ended up finally connecting. Regular conversation wasn't getting the job done. She was polite, but cold. Then one day, we had a test that she obviously had not studied for. We were told to pass our papers back one to grade them, and when I turned forward, Glenda was placing hers on my desk, practically pleading with her eyes. She tried to smile, and the tip of her tongue grazed her lips. Message received and understood. At this point... I would take almost any advantage to get closer. I wouldn't get her an A, but I wouldn't let her fail. As it turns out, her own effort was almost enough. Almost. I only had to fix four mistakes to make it respectable. She saw what I did, and when the bell rang, as she collected her books, she looked at me and mouthed a silent thanks. She was lost in the crowd by the time I reached the halls. Next day, while I had my feet extended under her seat, I hooked my heel into the book basket under her chair. She looked down, saw my foot, and scribbled a message on a scrap of paper, which she folded and stuck into my shoe. You've got mail. I nonchalantly scratched my ankle, retrieving the message as I did. When the opportunity presented itself, I unfolded it. Thank you. I owe you one inch, it said. An immediate reaction from my crotch. Apparently, my dick was learning to read. As I left the classroom that day, she was waiting in the hall. She made eye contact. 
a subtle cock of her head led me to believe I should approach her. As I came closer, she looked up at me. Thank you for what you did yesterday. And she proceeded to tell me about how she forgot to study yada yada yada. I was too busy staring at her tits to really listen. Despite her obvious sexiness, she usually wore high neck tops, so there was rarely any cleavage to ogle. Today was the same, but from this range, I could see that she was wearing a bra today, something she didn't always do. It appeared to be a very small, light-duty foundation garment, thin straps, thin fabric cups. Her nipple bulges could be seen. How she kept those things up, I don't know. I tuned back and just in time to hear her say, So if you want to stick a cheat sheet on my back, under my hair, you could do that. Stick a cheat sheet on her back? Genius. I would never have thought of that in a million years. Of course, cheating was not the subject I wanted her help with, and notes were not what I wanted to stick her with. Thanks, Glenda. I'll think about those or that, I said as I pulled my eyes from her gorgeous round tits, with great difficulty and great sorrow. Okay, well, see you tomorrow then, she said as she tottered off down the hall. I watched her tight ass sway all the way down to the corner. As she turned, she looked back at me, still burning eye holes in her butt. I saw her smile, then flip her hair. The hair flip. She did the hair flip. That's what we call a buying signal. Anyway, time went on. French class happened over and over, and I continued to help her whenever I could. I never took her up on the cheat sheet thing. I had something else in mind. We were certainly getting along better. We talked more, even outside of class. The year was closing out soon, and as it was our last year, we would soon be parting ways. Point one day, I was by my locker and looked up to see Glenda, perched on her high heels, tottering toward me. She wasn't walking by, she was heading straight at me, brushed denim jeans so tight you could clearly see her camel toe encased her legs. A matching vest did its best to surround her massive boobs, but several top buttons were gaping. Under the vest, a white satin v-neck tank top stretched across those melons, revealing more cleavage than I had ever seen her show. The obvious bounce factor led me to believe this was a braless day. Up scope. Wow, Glenda, you look great, I said as she got close enough. She did a little pirouette to show me the back end was as yummy as the front. Thank you, sir, she replied, a mock curtsy allowing an even better view down her top. I want to talk to you later. What? When? I called as she walked away. My eyes caressed her mouth-watering ass. After French, she called over her shoulder, swinging her hips in emphasis. But Glenda, what's it about? I called after her. She stopped in her tracks, pivoted on her heels, and looked me in the eye. After French, she repeated. This time she squeezed her arms together, enhancing her cleavage, and puckered her lips. When she continued to walk away, she ran her hands over her ass. This exchange did not go unnoticed by my friends. They all watched her walk away, then turned to look at me in unison. What are you looking at? I growled at them. They all laughed, and scattered to their respective classes. Even Terry was grinning at me. We were not mutually exclusive, just kind of friends with benefits. She closed her locker door and slowly walked past me. Good luck with that one, pal. You'll have to tell me what all the fuss is about later, she said, knowing she would be the only one I would tell it to.
No one knew about her, and I dot French class took forever to arrive. I was in my seat first. When she walked in, all eyes followed her, even the girls. She locked eyes with me, did a subtle booby squeeze in front of me, and sat down. Did you ever notice how time can almost stop when you are maybe gonna get laid in 45 minutes? I mean, Glenda's tits were almost big enough to have their own gravitational field, so maybe relativity has something to do with it. Eventually, the bell rang. She got up, collected her books, and walked away. When she got to be door she stopped, slowly turned her head and glanced at me out of the corner of her eye, before continuing out. It was subtle. No one who wasn't looking for it would have seen. Problem is, several of my friends who had seen the hallway exchange were also in this class, and they were watching. One by one, they looked at me like it was the last time they would see me, and walked out. Gee, guys, I'm not a test pilot going upon a dangerous mission. I'm just gonna get laid. Maybe. My dick was definitely volunteering to find out. Terry and I were the last ones left in the classroom. Boldly go, baby. Boldly go. And she left me alone. I had gone from I can't wait to I am scared shitless in record time. The only part of me that was sure was my dick. Okay, this is it. I said to myself as I walked out. It had taken me so long to get moving, almost all the traffic was gone from the hallway. Except Glenda. She stood, leaning against her locker waiting patiently. When I came out, she walked over to me, wrapped her arms around my neck, and kissed me slowly. The contact between her huge tits and my chest was indescribable. I was beginning to think I scared you out the window, she said with a smile. Taking my hand, she started to pull it up toward her breast, then stopped, wagging her finger at me. Not here. Your car, please. I don't know how we got there, but we were soon in the car. Another, longer kiss, followed up by an address and directions. We arrived at her place a few minutes later. She kissed me for almost the entire elevator ride to her apartment. Once we were inside her place, she locked the door and turned to face me. The vest was fully open now. The darkness of her very large areolas was quite evident though the satin. I was sitting on the couch, trying not to explode, as she walked over to me, kicking off her heels along the way. She bent to kiss me again, allowing me to gaze right down the neckline of her top. Glenda, not that I don't appreciate your company, but why me? I know I was looking a gift horse in the tits, but I had to know. She crawled up, straddling my lap, and planted a wet tongue kiss on me. Her arms around my neck, she crushed her big jugs against my chest. When she broke the kiss, I got my answers. Actually, there are several reasons. Terry and I were talking. I froze. How much did they talk about? And she convinced me that you were different than the other guys. She really likes you, by the way. I only listen to her because she's different than all the other girls. You got that right. I wonder if there was a referral fee for getting your fuck buddy laid by someone else. She doesn't call me names behind my back or shoot daggers at me with her eyes. After you helped me with my French problem, I expected you to, uh, demand payment for your services. Everyone else does, and whether I, uh, pay them or not, they tell all their friends about it as if I did. But you didn't, even if I could see in your lust-filled eyes that you wanted to. I was if you pardon the pun, busted. I can't help it if I am, let's say, built differently. Gesturing to her chest. Then other girls. 
I used to try to hide it, but gave up and started to use my looks to my advantage. You'd be surprised what my boobs have got me. Anyway, your difference from the other guys got me interested. I figured if you wouldn't send me an invoice, I would make a donation, with interest, as it were. She grabbed the bottom of her tank top and pulled it off over her head. Yep, just as I thought, no bra. My dick was craning up for a look. My mouth went dry. Her chest was populated by two perfect breasts, each one quite the handful, and I have big hands. They stood proud, crowned by rosy pink nipples, with darker pink rings of puckered skin about two inches across. Glenda, I am by no means the greatest expert on the subject, but in my humble opinion, those are nice tits. I said. Her giggled response shook the magnificent globes mere inches from my face. They are real. I mean, it doesn't matter to me because they are magnificent, but they are real, aren't they? She looked hurt for a second, but it was a ruse. She smiled. Why don't you tell me what you think? And pulled my face to her deep cleavage. I nuzzled, I rubbed my face on them, I fondled them. I performed every test I could think of, including a taste test that was approved by little mewling noises from Glenda. No doubt about it, those are Nia's tits, and they are 100% original equipment. My dick nodded in agreement. She was grinding her crotch against mine now. My hands were all over her, on her ass, her tits, anywhere I could explore. She seemed especially pleased when I caressed her inner thighs. She slipped off my lap and knelt in front of me. Show and tell time. You've seen mine, now it's your turn. She levered down my fly, unbuttoned the top, and skinned my jeans over my hips. Pants and underwear hit the floor at the same time, leaving my quivering rod right in her face. Wow. I would ask it it's real, but I think I will perform your tests on it. She was grinning mischievously from between my legs. Her hands caressed me, and her lips parted over the head. In one slow move she swallowed my sword almost to the hilt. Her head began to bob on my shaft in a delicious rhythm that was bringing my cum to a boil. All I could do was stand there, watching her brown hair fly, while she enthusiastically vacuumed my cock. I could feel her melons against my thighs. Her tongue was doing little circles over the head of my rod when she would pull her head back. She clearly had done this before, but my dick didn't care. The referee issued the two-minute warning to let her know that time was short. Glenda, better stop. Feels so good, but better stop. Gonna blow my top. Hey, poetry! I struggled to warn her. You like it when I suck your cock? She asked rhetorically, pulling my saliva-coated shaft from her lips with a pop. I nodded. Good. Feels good, does it? I believe I covered that already, but... I nodded. She pumped her hand along my length. Good. You're gonna come soon? Nod, nod, nod. Good. Her lips closed over my shaft, and she began to run the hurry-up offense. No timeouts, no sideline patterns. She just went long, right down the middle. Touchdown. And the crowd goes wild. My cock twitched and spasmed as shot after shot of goo blasted down her throat, and she milked me for every drop. She didn't even gag. Such skill. The couch caught me as I stumbled back, pulling reluctantly from her mouth. My head was spinning, so it took a few seconds for me to focus. She was sitting back on her haunches, still half-naked, smiling at me while she licked her lips. 
You were yummy. Now get over here and eat my pussy, she commanded. She knew what she wanted, and it was me. Not a bad way to die, really. Bending over she began to remove her jeans. They hugged every curve of her legs so perfectly that removing them entailed numerous little tugs, first one leg, then the other. Each tug made her hooters jiggle. The jeans finally lost the battle. The remaining garment, a tiny pink thong, she pulled up tight between the lips of her hot pussy, before dispatching it as well. She now stood before me, totally naked, and did her little turn. My mouth was hanging open again. She swung her hips seductively, like she needed to seduce me, blowjob, naked goddess. I was hers, as she went over to a large wing-back chair. She looked me right in the eye while she perched on the chair. The eye contact continued as she leaned back and spread her legs wide, draping her knees over the armrests. Two fingers of her left hand spread the smooth-shaven lips of her pussy, and her right hand began to caress the inner folds. She was craning her neck to look at me over her mountainous tits. What a view! Taking a position between her thighs, I watched her play with her pussy from very close range. She was peeking at me through her cleavage, a lascivious grin on her face. This close to her sex, I could smell her, and clearly see the moisture clinging to her lips. Time for another taste test. I plunged my tongue deep into her pussy, over and over, fucking her with my taster. I licked her lips, inner and outer, sucking them into my mouth. I then concentrated my assault on her clit. Oral consent to my oral attention greeted my ears. This was a great chair for pussy munching, perhaps a selling point. Glenda was grabbing my head, pulling my face deeper into her wet, gaping pussy. My tongue probed her sweet depths. Her thighs were beginning to quiver now, and her breathing shortened into rapid hisses and gasps. And then GGH. And then GGH. Gonna Akam was the last thing I heard before her thighs clamped around my head. And I mean clamped, with a skull-crushing force unexpected from such slim legs. She was also twisting her body as she was caught up in the throes of her orgasm. As her pleasure subsided, her legs released their grip on my head, and she slipped off the front of the chair, straddling my lap. Her back was arched, head laid back on the chair, and in this position her already prominent breasts took on new significance. She was breathing hard, and her tits were heaving, and they were right in front of my face, and I was getting hard and horny again, and well, what would you do? I grabbed her left breast and latched onto her nipple, suckling as hard as I could. I was groping and sucking her stupendous rack ravenously, and her head was lolling back and forth on the chair. She was moaning loudly that I hooked my arms under her knees, lifting her hips up level with the seat of the chair. Her shoulders were now resting on the chair, her back unsupported, and I was holding her up. My newly awakened erection was aimed right at her dripping gash, so I drove it home. Her cunt was tight, but wet enough for easy insertion. Oh. Oh, you bastard! You big fucker! She said, clutching me with her muscular sex. Fuck me with that thing! Give it to me! Okay. I began to pound my cock into her warm wetness. Her boobs began to bounce and swing with each thrust. It didn't take long for her to acquire the preorgasmic glow, and a few strokes later, her legs clamped down again. So did her pussy. If my dick had been coal, it might have come out a diamond. As soon as she relaxed her grip, 
I resumed fucking, and she clamped again. So, Glenda does multiples. Cool. When she relaxed this time, I pulled out and rolled her over, lifting her hips so she was on her knees. I grabbed her ass and slipped myself back into her quickly, resuming my rhythm. My thighs slapped hers loudly. Since my dick has a slight downward curve, I was now in contact with the little rough patch of her spot. Her boobs were hanging free, swinging in circles, slapping together each thrust. She had her head thrown back, shrieking, when I grabbed her hair. That set her off again, but this time, I just grabbed her hips and kept pounding her clutching, oozing cunt. She had one continuous orgasm for the next two minutes, while I thrashed her without pause dot her pussy grabbed me one last time, then just went slack, along with the rest of her body. I continued to fuck her for another few strokes, but decided it would be much more fun if she was conscious. Withdrawing, I picked up her limp form and laid her gently on the couch. She looked like a sleeping angel, except for the dripping pussy and F cups. I bent over and kissed her. There was a slight physical reaction and a groan. She's not unconscious, after all. Her eyes opened slowly. That was different. She breathed. There was a glow of sex sweat covering her body. She sat up slowly, and I sat beside her. We sat there in silence until we were both breathing more normally. Her hand went to my crotch, grabbing my still mostly erect cock. A few caresses from her brought it back to life completely. She deftly swung her leg over me, positioned my dick at her opening, and impaled herself. In this position, I had both hands free to use while she bounced on my cock like a woman possessed. I kissed her, sucked her boobs, and grabbed her firm ass, urging her on. Finally, after she came one more time, I felt the fuse burning in my loins. She could see it in my eyes, and started to grind her cunt on me harder. The lusty look in her eyes as my seed rocketed up her velvet pussy was incredible. She ground down more, while I filled her with hot cum. When I was finally finished, she kissed me once again, a long, slow, deep kiss, before exhaustedly climbing off and standing before me. Balancing tenuously, she ran her hands through her matted, tousled hair, while a glob of my cum oozed out of her pussy and began to run down her thigh. Pretty much the dictionary definition of the just-fucked look. Then she wobbled away to the bathroom, and I heard the shower start. I followed the sound. Entering the bathroom, I could see her through the steam-covered glass of the shower. I sat on the toilet and watched intently. When she sensed my presence, she pressed her wet tits against the glass. Oh. There was a stirring down there. I opened the shower door and joined her under the warm spray. Hello there, she said, soaping her luscious body. Fancy meeting you here. I moved closer. Oh, shit. It's back. Haven't you had enough? Get away. Get away. Get a- Oh, hell, get over here and give it to me again. The next day at school before class, I was hanging out around my locker, as usual. My friends were grilling me for info on Glenda, but I wasn't sharing, so they automatically came to the conclusion that I'd chicken out. Several clucks were heard, directed at me, and I was laughing along with them. I didn't see Glenda sneaking up behind me. Guess who? She giggled, putting her own special spin on it by putting her hands, not over my eyes, but rather over my crotch. I looked down, laughing, as she patted my dick through my jeans. 
She moved around in front of me and gave me an incandescent smile, rocking back and forth on her heels. The accompanying jiggle that gave her spectacular bust was obviously intentional. I was thinking about you all night, she whispered, ignoring the small crowd of stunned gawkers that had formed around us. Glenda's lips found mine, and it wasn't for any peck of token affection. Her mouth opened, presenting me with her tongue and offering mine a place to go. We remained joined for several, long seconds. Okay, we get it. Now get a room, one of my friends quipped. Glenda giggled. Get your own, she laughed in reply, kissing me again. When she stopped this time, she leaned closer to my ear, so that only I could hear. If it's okay with you, I'd like some more. Lunchtime quickie? She breathed, cupping her hand over her mouth. I may not be a genius, but I'm no moron either. I nodded. She smiled and turned walking away, but she stopped when she saw my special friend, Terry. They did a little secret whispering, back and forth, then both laughed, and she continued to walk down the hall. Bye, boys. She called over her shoulder, waving her fingertips in the air. She gave her hips a little more swing than usual, teasing them, as she knew they were all watching in awe. Speaking of awe, that pretty much describes the looks I got when they all turned back towards me. What? No more clucking? I laughed. Lunch finally rolled around, with agonizing slowness despite my trying to will the clock faster. I raced down the hall to my locker, where Glenda was already waiting, twirling her hair. When she saw me, Her beautiful brown eyes lit up, as did her smile, and she welcomed me with another steamy kiss. I only had one word to say when she finished examining my tonsils. Where? I put my books in the locker and closed it. I think I have just the place, but we'll have to be quiet. Well, I'll try to control myself. I giggled, poking her in the ribs as we started down the hall. Okay, you. I know I'm the noisy one. We hustled over to the gym, where we had to wait for a few minutes for the area to clear. Once it did, we ducked across the hall and through the door, going up the stairs to the storage loft above the boys' gymnasium. No one comes up here during the day, unless there's a basketball game on. I come up here for a nap sometimes, and never been caught. Even better, she said flopping back on a high jumping pad that was hidden in the corner. We have a bed. I joined her on the bed and we immediately started making out. Glenda was pretty, as well as stacked, and her lips were so deliciously soft and pouty that kissing her was becoming my new favorite hobby. I could have spent the day here with her, but she reminded me that this was supposed to be a quick fuck, not a lengthy dalliance. She wriggled out of her jeans while I watched, followed by her blouse. She was wearing a bra today, a pretty red one that matched her almost non-existent thong. Both joined the rest of her clothes in a neat pile. I was so enthralled watching her strip. I hadn't. Ahem. She giggled softly, tapping her imaginary wristwatch, before she laid back and started to play with her pussy. I think I set a new record for speed stripping, and took a position with my face inches from her snatch. Oh, no. No, you don't. Take my word for it. My pussy is quite wet enough, thanks. Unless your goal is to attract attention, keep your tongue to yourself. Remember what you did to me yesterday? I don't think I could remain quiet through one of those orgasms. I pouted. Glenda reached down and touched my face. 
Oh, baby, don't worry, you'll get another chance to lick my kitty. I do appreciate that you want to give me pleasure, but we need to be quick. I'm already very much in the mood, so just let me wet that big dick of yours, and then let's put it to use. I crawled up so she could lubricate me, which she did by enthusiastically sucking my cock for a few seconds. Put it to use, she said, so I did, impaling her smoothly. She was right. Her pussy was very much wet enough for action. I realized that, as much fun as we had yesterday, we hadn't done this in the old standard missionary position, and I liked this. I was buried to the hilt in Glenda's juicy cunt, and she had her legs wrapped tight around my hips. Her magnificent pleasure globes pressed firmly into my chest, and I was able to kiss her at will. That pretty much covered three of my favorite things in the world. She was moaning, very softly, and since the gym below us, visible through the open loft wall, was now in use, we needed to fuck like ninjas walk silently. No flesh slapping, no bed squeaking, vinyl, in this case, and definitely no screams of passion. The first two I could control by shafting her gently, but number three was still a bit of a question mark. Slow, smooth strokes, deep into the warmth of her moist recess were met with little mewling sounds from Glenda and a look that would start a forest fire. I have to admit, this quiet stuff was kind of fun, because I had to pay close attention to her beautiful eyes in order to see her enjoyment, and she had an impressive repertoire of sexy expressions. She was whispering sweet nothings in my ear as well. Oh fuck, your cock feels so good. She breathed. A few seconds later, I could feel her starting to shiver. Oh yes, she hissed, her voice quivering with her escalating passion. That's it. Oh, oh, yes. She didn't say anything else, burying her face in my neck. But then again, she didn't need to continue speaking, because her body was screaming. She was vibrating under me like a tuning fork and her pussy was twitching, grabbing at my probing dick. Finally, her legs locked around my waist, while her arms did the same around my shoulders, pulling me as close to her as humanly possible. Glenda's big tits were crushed against me, transmitting the motion of her ragged, gasping breasts to my body as she came, but that was it. She had successfully silenced her orgasm. When her arms relaxed, and leaned away and looked at her face, her eyes fluttered open as I did, and she smiled. Oh, wow, she giggled quietly. Didn't think I could do it, did you? We laid there for another minute or so, kissing while I gently fucked her some more. Okay, I've had my fun, so it's your turn. She opened her mouth and flicked her tongue at me. Fuck my mouth. She didn't need to say it twice. I pulled out of her dripping pussy and moved up, spearing her face immediately. She caressed my balls while I fucked her mouth, and it wasn't long before I felt the pressure rising. Glenda moaned softly. She knew I was close to filling her mouth with cum, and she wanted it that I gritted my teeth and managed to keep my volume down. That's my auditory volume I'm talking about. My volume of cum was definitely not down, and Glenda had to swallow quickly to keep up. I pulled my wilting dick out of her mouth and laid down beside her while she licked her lips clean of my residue. We cuddled for a few minutes before she kissed me again. Thank you, baby. I needed that. My pussy is getting very accustomed to the nice orgasms you give it. Come on, let's go get some lunch. We still have time. We dressed quickly and skulked out of the loft, down the stairs, 
and into the hallway, unseen by anyone. Five minutes later, we were sitting together in the cafeteria, innocently having lunch. I had a tray full, and was ravenously stuffing my face, needing to refuel after coming in Glenda's mouth. She was less hungry, having swallowed my deposit, so was eating slowly. She was also resting her chest on the edge of the table and smiling at me. So, are we doing something this weekend? She asked quietly. Glenda. I replied, swallowing my burger. Are you asking me on a date? Well, she laughed. Yes. I know that, normally, people don't have sex several times before going on a date, but I'm not normal. No, you are not. I answered, glancing with obvious intent at her ample chest. That made her laugh, and I joined her. What did you have in mind? Oh, I don't know. How about dinner? Maybe a movie where we can snuggle and make out, then a night of sex that makes my toes curl. How's that sound to you? Sounds like I'm going to need to eat more if I'm going to live through it. I laughed. She was standing by the time she responded, leaning over the table so I could look right down her blouse. She had undone a few buttons to maximize the effect of her huge tits hanging in the cups of her red, lacy bra. Well, then I'd better take it easy on you for the next few days, huh? She giggled, shaking her boobs in my face. I'll see you in French class, stud. With that she buttoned up and left, swinging her sexy ass for my benefit. She paused at the door and made eye contact, smiling as she disappeared around the corner. The next morning in the hallway by my locker, I found out what Glenda's version of taking it easy on me was, as she repeated her performance from yesterday, minus the guess who bit, as I saw her coming. Oh boy, did I see her coming. She was wearing a bra today. It wasn't doing much to stop her boobs from bouncing deliciously, or hide her erect nipples for that matter, as it was very sheer and lacy. It was covered by a white t-shirt so tight it was like a second skin, and just opaque enough to avoid indecent exposure charges. Her jeans were likewise hugging her ass in a snug embrace, which I confirmed by holding her but while she gave me my good morning tonsillectomy and melon massage. See you at lunch? She asked when she decided I had been sufficiently resuscitated. For lunch or lunch? I asked. She just smiled and licked her lips, running her hands up over her breasts. A wink. Message received. After another quick lunchtime rendezvous, Glenda and I sat down for what had become our traditional post-fuck feast. She'd had another silent, shuddering orgasm in my arms a few minutes before and had coaxed a load out of my balls with her mouth again, so she was radiating sexuality out of every pore as we sat together we talked about our plans for the weekend, and she kept giving me this cryptic little smile, kind of like the Mona Lisa, but wouldn't divulge the thoughts behind it. Given her sexual appetite, it was both intriguing and frightening at the same time. I was eager for Friday night to arrive. When it did, I dressed for a night out with my new girlfriend. I guess is as good a description as any. Casual, but nice. I jumped in the car and went to pick up Glenda at her parents' apartment. I rang up from the front door. Hello? She answered. Her voice was even more alluring than usual as she let me in. When she opened the door, my eyes nearly popped out of my head that I'd seen Glenda naked, obviously. I'd seen her at school, usually clad in something very tight. Jeans, t-shirts, etc. I'd never seen her, 
as far as I could recall, in a dress. Wow! I gasped. Glenda, you look fantastic! It was an understatement. Her hair was up, in a somewhat Grecian style, and she was made up nicely, more pretty than sexy. Other than her lips, which positively glowed with a ruby redness that I was anxious to taste. She was wearing a little black dress, softly pleated, just above the knee. The top half had a scoop neckline, but it wasn't tight, blousing out to camouflage both her large breasts and narrow waist. Other than the display of deliciously deep cleavage, the overall effect was demure, a stunning contrast to her school attire, which some would describe as slutty dot. Seriously, you look gorgeous, I reiterated. She smiled. Thank you. You really like it? She held the skirt out from her leg, like a little girl showing off. Yes, Glenda, I really like it. She stepped forward and kissed me. Her lips were every bit as yummy as they looked. Since she was ready to go, we stepped out into the hallway, locked up, and walked to the elevators arm in arm. Sitting in the soft light of the restaurant, she looked so beautiful. I was transfixed by her lips as she ate her pasta, and she knew I was watching, so she made a show of it, teasing me with her tongue as she sensually sucked in the noodles. I was in awe about we went from dinner to the movie, arriving early enough that we could sit in the quiet theater and talk. Okay, so we didn't do much talking. I tipped the intervening armrest up out of the way, put my arm around her and pulled her close. We made out, ignoring the few people who were joining us in the theater as showtime approached, but cooling it as it began to fill in. She leaned her head back on my shoulder, turning her face to me, and smiling. Moving closer, she whispered in my ear, I have two surprises. First, I'm not wearing any panties. She giggled, then continued, and second, My parents are away for the weekend. Care to spend the night with me? I guess that explained the cryptic smile during the week. I nodded and kissed her again. I'll let my parents know I'm staying with a friend. They're good with that. I just won't say which friend. The movie was starting, but was losing its importance to me. I asked her if she wanted to bug out. Down, boy. I'm enjoying our date. Don't worry. The offer doesn't expire at midnight, and it won't take me long to get naked when we get home so just relax and hold me. Her eyes sparkled. You may feel me up if you wish. I promise not to scream. A playful giggle. Honest. Throughout the movie, Glenda rubbed her thigh against my leg. I draped my arm around her, cupping the side of her breast softly with my hand. She smiled at me, cuddling even closer. I could get used to this. Her hand rested on my thigh, agonizingly close to my stiffening dick but she refrained from making the contact I yearned for. Finally, mercifully, the credits began to roll. As the audience filed out, she turned toward me and leaned in for another kiss, which I was happy to provide. This kiss was different, though. Scorching hot, it signaled the end of her patience and control. Home. Now. Fuck me. She stood, taking my hand in hers and pressing it over her breast. I need you. She led me out by the hand, pulling me along in her wake. She virtually ran to the car. Once inside, she hiked up her skirt and started to rub her clit. I paused to watch. Drive! She hissed, rubbing harder doubt I didn't argue. Just turn the key and hit the gas. 
Fortunately it was a short drive back to her apartment, and I pulled into the parking lot before she finished getting herself off. She was right. Once we made it upstairs, it hardly took any time at all for her to get naked. Me neither. I chased her around the apartment naked for a few minutes, until she let herself get caught, giggling wildly. She plastered herself to my chest, wrapped her legs around my waist, and kissed me so hard I thought she'd break my lips. She was pretty light, so I had no problem holding her up. When she broke the kiss, she unwrapped herself from around me and bolted off again, laughing as she ran down the hall to the bedroom dot I followed, and she ambushed me as I came around the corner, tackling me onto the bed. She rolled on top of me and immediately kissed me frantically. Oh God! She hissed when she pulled back. I am so fucking hot right now. If you don't fuck me soon, I'm going to lose my mind. Please! She kissed me again and forcefully rolled us over, so that I was on top. I felt her hand close around my hard cock, and she aimed it at her gash, nestling the tip inside her dripping wetness. She let go, and brought both hands onto my ass, along with her heels, pulling me deeper, obviously not willing to take no for an answer. Now! Give it to me now! Please, I need it! I need to feel all of your cock inside me! Her desperation was flattering and contagious. I pressed home, sliding all the way into bumper cervix. Glenda screamed. Oh, fuck yes! That's it, baby, give me that big cock! Fuck me! Make me come! She had dressed conservatively for our date, and been much more subdued all evening. I had thought she was teasing me, by making me wait, but it appeared she had teased herself as well, and now she was beyond horny. I relented, and started to plow her, hooking first one leg, then the other over my forearms, and folding her thighs back against her giant, quivering breasts. I slammed her cunt hard, with long, hard strokes, pounding into her and crashing down against her clit with each insertion. Gah! Old me good! Glenda screamed. That's it. Give me that cock. Fuck my pussy. She threw her head back and bellowed again, expressing her joy while I fucked her with as much energy as I could muster. The room was filled with the sounds of wet, slapping flesh, ragged breathing and shrieks of passion. She suddenly grabbed my head with both hands and stared deeply into my eyes. I'm coming, baby. Please don't stop. Keep fucking me. Oh God, yes. Keep fucking me. Fuck. Fuck. F-U-C-K. She gasped as her orgasm hit her. I kept pounding her, feeling her cunt grab at my cock as she came. It pushed me along, and I got caught up in her wave. Oh fuck, yes. I grunted, gritting me teeth as my dick spewed its load of hot cum into Glenda's receptive pussy. She felt it. Oh yes, baby, fill my cunt. Come deep inside me, she hissed, twisting her body under me as she rode her own orgasm. Both of us shuddered and fought for air until the last spasms of erotic joy racked our bodies, then we wilted into each other's arms. I released her legs and collapsed against the slippery, sweat-coated volume of her breasts that we rested quietly, breathing hard, while we recovered. Glenda finally broke the silence. I'm glad you did that to me. Here she panted, because I think they would have heard me in the gym. She giggled softly. Maybe they heard us from here. 
I rolled off her body, admiring the soft curves of her tits as they rose and fell with her breathing. She slipped out of the bed and raced to the bathroom, her hand cupped over her oozing pussy as she went. She returned a few minutes later, smiling at me as she joined me under the sheets, burrowing into my embrace. Not a word was spoken for several minutes. Glenda was cuddled in tight against my side, her head on my shoulder. I was smelling her hair when she started to speak, in a quiet voice. I want to tell you something, something contrary to what you may have heard around school about me. I don't screw around. She smiled. Oh, I screw, obviously. You can see I like to have fun, but I'm a one-man woman. She turned a little in my arms, and I looked into her eyes. I know I have a reputation, mostly because of my appearance, but you always treated me with respect, even before we got together. Oh, sure, you were always staring at my tits, she giggled. But you're a man, not a monk, so I don't hold that against you. She laughed again at the irony of that statement, as she was actually holding her tits against me. So I just want you to know that I'm yours, exclusively, she whispered, looking at me with her big, brown, expressive eyes. That is, if you want me to be. I was surprised, but happy. Glenda was that girl in our school, the one every guy lusted after, but few even thought they had a chance with. I had always thought she was out of my league, as well, but now she was offering herself to me, to only me, for more than just a very physical role in the hay. I don't know what to say, Glenda. Thank you, and I promise to be yours, exclusively, as well. It seemed like a good time to seal it with a kiss, and I did. She kissed back with equal dedication. When we finally pulled apart, she giggled softly. You're okay with giving up Terry? Should you talk to her before you make a commitment to me? Shit, they really did talk, didn't they? Terry and I were friends with benefits, but had no emotional involvement, other than friendship. She would be happy for me and Glenda, but there if I needed advice. Terry is a friend, nothing more, emotionally at least. I gather that you two have had a talk, and that you know the situation between her and I, so yes, we have slept together a few times, but we have an agreement. She won't be an issue. Good. So, could I interest you in round two? She asked, smiling her provocative smile at me. Now that we've taken the edge off, I'd really like a long, slow one. Is this the way it's going to be with you? I laughed. Fuck me hard. Fuck me slow. Fuck me now. Jeez, talk about demanding. You forgot eat my pussy, come in me, and let me suck your cock. She giggled. I know. I'm a difficult girlfriend to get along with. How will you ever deal with it? I shrugged. I guess I'll just have to give in to your every desire. I replied, with equal humor, moving between her supple thighs. Just being around her was enough to get me hard most days. Having her proclaim herself my girlfriend guaranteed it, and I slid gently into her well-lubricated snatch. She pulled my lips to hers and molded her body to mine, wrapping her legs up around my waist and giving me maximum access to her pussy. Your cock feels so good inside me, baby, and you grind on my big clit so perfectly. Are you sure you don't mind? She smiled, looking deep into my eyes again. She batted her lashes demurely feigning as much innocence as she could, given that she was naked, 
with eight inches of hard cock buried willingly in her cunt. I fucked her the same way we had done it our first time in the loft, slow and smooth, making sure to press hard against her clit at the bottom of each stroke. She didn't need to be quiet this time, which is good, because she wasn't. Oh yes, give it to me nice and slow. I love it like this, holding you close while you stuff my pussy full of that big, hard cock, she said, kissing me yet again. She kept up a constant narration, letting me know she liked what I was doing, and gently suggesting a course of action she'd enjoy next. Glenda's body felt so wonderful in my arms, I would do almost anything to keep her there. We made love, slow and gentle, for nearly an hour. Given I had come inside her earlier, I was getting a little weak, but she was riding high, shuddering again and again, having several small orgasms. Finally, she ran out of gas too. We cuddled together, me behind her, giving her the full spoon with a handful of breast on the side. She moaned, content, and soon we were both asleep. At some point during the night, Glenda had turned in my arms, because I woke to find her facing me, her angelic countenance inches away from me. Her breast pressed softly into my chest, the pressure increasing and waning with the rhythm of her breathing. It was still dark but there was enough ambient light for me to see her beauty, and I watched her sleep for a few minutes. She had hooked her left leg over my right hip when she turned, and her flat tummy was snugly in contact with my stomach. The combined touch of her breasts, tummy, and leg, along with my imagination, was having a predictable effect on my dick. Before long, I was fully ready for more action, and in extremely close proximity to the target dot I pulled my hips back freeing my cock from its trapped position between us, and with my right hand guided it to her opening. She was moist, warm, and her lips parted easily under minimal pressure. I gently wiggled my way in, deeper and deeper, until I was about halfway home that I looked at Glenda's face, where there was no visible reaction to my intrusion. Her breathing was smooth and even. It was time to announce my presence. I kissed her, and she stirred slightly. Kissing back sleepily that I pressed deeper, sliding another inch or two into her well-lubricated snatch, and her eyes opened slowly. The kiss that came my way this time was wide awake and passionately demanding. She moaned and rolled back, pulling me over on top of her and spreading her legs wider. Her right leg joined her left, wrapping around my hips and dragging me the rest of the way in. She undulated her hips, seating me fully, and then broke the kiss. Her hands were stroking my hair as she looked up at me, a mixture of lust and appreciation on her lovely face. MMMM, that's what I call a great way to wake up, she whispered, pulling my lips down to meet hers again. Glenda was a spectacularly expressive kisser, and we were immediately locked in a scorching embrace, tongues tangling, our breathing becoming more ragged and urgent. I started to fuck her with equal urgency. Oh yes, baby. That's it. I love your cock and my hot pussy. Fuck me. Fuck me hard, she urged, grabbing my ass to pull me into her with each furious thrust. Glenda kissed me again, moaning into my mouth while I pounded her juicy cunt with long, hard strokes. She kicked the covers off and spread her legs wider, extending them up and grabbing her ankles. She pulled her legs higher, demonstrating flexibility I didn't know she had. She finally broke away from my lips. She saw the surprise on my face at her ability to contort her body like that. 
several years of ballet classes. She laughed. Then I, uh, developed, and that ended that. You've probably noticed that ballerinas with boobs like mine are pretty rare, but I've still got a dancer's legs and ass. Her legs were now up around her ears. I love getting fucked like this. So deep, so tight. It always makes me come huge. From my own point of view, it made her pussy lips grip me more snugly and let me plow her to maximum effect, crashing head against her clit every stroke. Oh fuck, oh fuck, O-F-U-U-C-K, she screamed. Yes. Pound me. Hammer my clit. Oh God, yes. She managed to hold on to her ankles, even though her body was being racked by pleasure, as she came, as she had described it. Huge. I kept spearing her feverishly, and she kept shrieking, no longer making sentences, or even words, but there was no mistaking her intended message. Her pussy twitched and clutched my shaft as she tripped through multiple orgasms, and it was bringing me closer as well. Finally, the circuit clicked. Glenda's shrieks changed pitch when she felt me gushing into her blistering hot cunt, and she released her ankles, wrapping her legs around my waist while she twisted her torso in bliss. She pulled me close to her heaving chest, crushing the full, firm, volume of her breasts against me, trying desperately to connect her lips with mine doubt we both melted into each other's arms, panting sharply, exhausted by our mutual orgasms. Like I said, huge, she hissed, smiling through the sweaty hair that had fallen in her face. Fucking huge. When I felt able, I pulled out, allowing Glenda to wobble towards the bathroom. I was still awake but just barely, when she returned, crawling in beside me. Hey, boyfriend, she whispered. I smiled, still giddy over that designation. She kissed me, then continued. You make me feel wonderful. Your cock does things to me that I can't describe. Thank you. I felt her sexy body press closer to mine, and we fell asleep again that I woke to the feeling of Glenda's lips on my cock, in the pre-dawn light as she sucked me to attention again, leading to a fourth coupling of the night, another long, gentle session that left us both wasted. I and the two weeks of school that remained, Glenda and I repeated our gymnasium loft routine four times, almost getting caught the last time, when someone came in to get something out of storage. Only the intervening racks of supplies hid our naked bodies from discovery, but the orgasm Glenda had after the person left made it clear that getting caught was part of the appeal for her. During the summer, we continued our torrid relationship, fucking each other senseless. One day, we went for a hike on a local trail that led up into the mountains, and across to the top of a huge waterfall that I had no question that we would be having some alfresco sex that day, especially when I saw what Glenda was wearing. Hiking boots. Oh, and snug-fitting, stretchy black shorts, like volleyball players wear, that barely covered her incredible ass making her legs look even longer than usual. Up top, a skin-tight yellow t-shirt, and that's it. No bra. With her hair pulled back into a ponytail, and her shoulders pulled back by the straps of her day pack, it was going to be a long hike. The trail was well marked, so I let her lead, which gave me the chance to watch her ass wiggle ahead of me. As fantastic as her chest was, her ass was nearly equally mind-blowing. She, of course, knew I was watching, and had dressed accordingly. I was content to follow her dot we arrived at the fork in the trail, as good a place as any to take a break. 
It was a very warm day, so she had a good glow of sweat going, soaking her shirt and making it more transparent. When she turned and dropped her pack, I could see just how transparent the front was. Her nipples were clearly visible, and I couldn't help licking my lips at the sight. Glenda stepped over into my arms. I see you like my outfit. She laughed, pressing her lips to mine and her beautiful breasts into my chest. We were alone, so I made no attempt to curb my wandering hands, grabbing her tight, muscular ass with one and fondling her massive boobs with the other. Her lips never left mine, and I found myself being speared by her passionate tongue. Our breathing ramped up, matched by our level of arousal. She moaned, finally breaking away. We'd better get moving, or I'll fuck you right here, she said, smiling at me. There's got to be somewhere more comfortable, and less steep, to have sex along here. Yes, there is, at the top of the falls, I replied. Go right, across the bridge, and then just follow the trail. There's a spot about twenty minutes from here that's good for lunch. Glenda nodded, grabbed her pack, and led off. For a girl with tastes that ran more in the urban vein, she was a great hiker. Those long dancers' legs, so long, strong, and lean, covered the terrain easily. I was so busy watching her ass, I hadn't noticed that she had pulled the front of her shirt up over her head, resting it behind her neck, so that she was essentially topless. This section of the trail wound up and down, traversing the ridge through the heavily treed area. It was cooler here, in the shade, and the trail was wider, letting us walk side by side more often. She had a smirk on her face, feeling my eyes on her bare, bouncy breasts, and tall, erect nipples. The pack straps pulled her shoulders back more, providing more lift and separation than the designers of the Wonder Bra could have dreamed of. Then again, Glenda's huge tits were more than I could have dreamed of. We reached the overlook, where I had thought we'd have lunch, peeling off the trail and going down the cliff face a few feet. I went down first sliding the final six feet to the shelf. I turned to help her down, watching her wonderful boobs jiggle as she slipped down into my arms. She dropped her pack and pulled her shirt off over her head. Wow! She gasped, stepping out onto the ledge. The view was breathtaking. Wow! I laughed, taking an equally breathtaking view of her curvaceous figure, silhouetted against the bright sunshine. She looked at me out of the corner of her eye and blushed. Oh, you mean that view? Yes, something else, isn't it? Wait until you see it from the top. It was beautiful. About 800 feet above the trees and sea below, with mountains looming on the other side of the inlet, the vista was remarkable. I had been looking out over the water, so it wasn't until she stepped up beside me that I noticed she was now naked, save for her hiking boots. She had laid out her shirt and shorts in the sun to dry, or so she said, but I knew of her fondness for public nudity. The ledge was about twenty-five feet wide, and projected about fifteen feet from the face. It was tilted out a little, not quite level, with thick carpets of moss closer to the back edge. So, what's it going to be? Lunch or? Lunch? She asked, cocking her hips sideways. Hmm. I toyed, pursing my lips in feigned consternation. Perhaps the latter, if that's okay with you? As if to confirm her stance on the matter, she perched her pretty rump on a cushion of moss and laid back, spreading her legs wide. She crooked her finger at me, beckoning me closer. I'm hungry, she giggled, 
when I was within range, Glenda reached out, pulling my hard cock free of my shorts and engulfing it in her wet, drooling mouth. I'd never had my cock sucked on a ledge 800 feet up a rock face before, and I'm sure it was a premier performance for her as well. Her enjoyment of public nudity, and sex with the risk of being caught, had been joined by the excitement of sex with a true measure of physical danger. This was no place to be unsure of one's footing, and the compromised coordination that often accompanied orgasm could prove more than just embarrassing here. She was satisfied that my cock was ready for action and sufficiently lubricated, so she released me and resumed her lounging position on the soft, spongy moss, lifting her legs again in my new favorite position, her ballerina's V, which had been a standard for us since our first overnight together. Her pussy was slick with sweat and ambrosia, glistening in the sunshine that beat down on us. She gave me her best seductive smile that I carefully knelt on the moss positioning my saliva-coated erection at her thick-lipped vestibule, poised to spear her yet again. Our sex life had become the stuff of legend, at least among my friends, and even Terry had thrown her hands up in surrender, no longer even asking what we were up to. Given the exploits we had shared, that spoke volumes that I leaned in, parting her tightly stretched lips slowly, and feeling the muscular sheath glide smoothly down the full length of my shaft until our pubic bones met. Glenda had recently shaved me to match her, a process I had been reluctant to let her complete at first. Now, I was thrilled that the sensual skin-to-skin contacted aloud, and it made my dick look even bigger. With my cock-buried balls deep in her delectable snatch, she released her ankles, leaving them resting against my shoulders, and wrapped her arms around my neck, dragging my lips toward her own for a passionate kiss. I gave her pussy a couple of short, grinding stabs pressing hard against her clit. Fuck, that's good. I grunted, probing her pussy gently. She had much more to say that we've all seen shows on TV, or movies, where a loud noise makes people whip their heads around. I imagine that's what was happening to every man, woman, child, bear, deer, bird and woodchuck, within earshot, as Glenda's screams of glee bounced off the cliff face and projected out across the valley below. Loud doesn't begin to describe it. She came quickly, as did I, probably because of the potential death factor that we did have lunch, of the food consumption variety, afterward, with Glenda sitting nude on the moss while we ate, letting my cum drip slowly out of her pussy. I'm sorry I was so loud, she said sheepishly. The situation just got to me, and I lost control. All I could do is laugh. There were several more adventures in our future but I began to feel less emotionally attached to her. There's no doubt the sex was remarkable, but it wasn't enough. They say that sex is like oxygen. Its importance increases as you get less of it. Well, I was getting an abundance of it, so despite Glenda's incredible body and willingness to share it with me, I started to look for the things that weren't abundant in our relationship. There was plenty of lust, but no love, and that's what I was craving. We drifted apart. There were a few very notable reunions, but we parted friends, with enough hot, sweaty, cum-soaked memories to last a lifetime. She set the benchmark for all my subsequent relationships, and it took me years to find a partner that surpassed her. When I did, I married that woman. Maybe someday I'll tell you about her. The End